Hello and welcome to The Wealth Within. Today I have my very, very good friend Lisa with me. And Lisa and I have known each other for over 10 years now. And she is going to be helping us with mindset. My favorite piece, and I feel it is, and I think Lisa would agree, the piece that to bring out and unlock that wealth within, you cannot do it without mindset. You can have all the health, you can have all the wealth and money and all this other stuff, but mm -hmm. if you don't change your mindset, oof. Yeah, it's all about a mindset. I call myself a mind mastery coach because I do believe what you just said, like it's all about mastering your mind, which is mastering your life, mastering yourself. And from there, anything's possible. Everything's created twice. First in your mind as an idea and then through aligned action can it become a reality. So it is uh, important to think about what you're thinking about. So I think what we're going to talk about is how to get there sort of full circle. We may weave and wind to get there, but really the whole full circle of how we get from this life that we want to create and mm -hmm. the wealth that we envision for ourselves and changing and growing. So I think we'll bring you first full circle by the end of this talk. And that's the whole thing. It's really not linear, like taking action and moving through manifesting. If you think it's uh, point A to point B, there's a lot of twists and turns along the way and mastering that flow and that dance is is, is the mindset how you the mindset you bring to that dance is really what I think it's all about so yeah let, let's see where this dance goes today Michelle <laughs> I love it. thank you again so let's get into it like mindset is actually is very important but I think mindset actually leads to action yes because it's your it's changing your mindset that almost propels you to move forward to know what action to take. If you don't have a goal in mind, where are you taking action towards? Like you don't even know. If you don't know what you want out of this life, it doesn't have to be material. But if you don't know what you want out of this life, if you want a healthy, amazing relationship and you're not doing anything but staying in every night, then how are you going to ever manifest that, right? Yeah, like I said to my mom, uh, or we used to joke like she's gonna end up with the mailman because he's the only guy that comes up comes every day to the door <laughs> I wanted to ask you to come on the wealth within us because I love talking wow. mindset with you you and I have been talking mindset forever whether we've been practicing it or not you know sometimes we don't <laughs> practice what we preach but that's why we have friends because our friends call us out on our shit. That's for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, practicing what you preach can be difficult, but at least we're preaching it is a part of the talking about it, which helps us remind us what is possible and what's well, available. And as you and I were just talking, you can't just sit there and think about it. Yeah. You can't just do one thing. You have to combine all the pieces of the puzzle. And I think, one of the things that I've discovered on my journey is that depending on where your source is for information, you know, on manifesting, on better health, mm -hmm. on this, it's all about who you follow and the information you get. Because I've found that a lot of the information is not complete. They tell you this one little piece and then it's like, they keep this other little piece. It's either hidden or elusive. I don't hide anything. I don't think manifesting is all that secret. It's, um... I tried to create like the, you know how I told you about the science of change, this yeah. my little process that I've been realized, visualize, actualize. Like it's not that, I mean, I don't want to 
um, dumb it down or belittle manifesting as a thing. But I think the most important thing for anyone is to really recognize what you want. And I know that I've been asking myself that right now at this point, what you want keeps shifting. But I think we stay a lot of the times in the wanting of something because it's comfortable there. You know, just keep wanting it. You keep wanting it. You don't actually have to have it. And if you don't have it, you can keep wanting it. And we well, love that. You keep wanting it, you keep doing the same thing. So not only are you keep wanting it, you're also keep yep. doing the same thing in wanting it. And the trap I see in my clients all the time is to stay in the wanting. And, and maybe even myself too, because getting what you actually want can be scary. And you have to go from the wanting to the having. And that's manifesting, to go from the wanting to the having. And how do you do that? Well, you take action. I mean, nothing changes if nothing changes. Anything, any action is a good action. A phone call, a text, a reach out, um, a shift in your routine, whatever. Just change it up. <laughs> or clearing That's out. Kind of... I love the clearing out. So you and I recently both had a big clearing out. <laughs> oh, shit. With the apartment. And, and well, actually with both of us, I have my life down to probably... <laughs> 24 foot u-haul at this point it's crazy how little how much stuff i have recently gotten rid of it's insane a storage unit i think it's five by eight yeah that's not a lot of exciting stuff. you're like kicking it in there like get in there <laughs> but one of the things that mm -hmm. i did going through that process was holy cow did i feel free like i have not felt mm -hmm. this free in the longest time and i'm not saying well to you know get on your journey just get rid of all your crap I, I mean I don't necessarily think that's the answer but getting rid of all the crap that doesn't serve you not only the physical crap but the mental crap the food crap all the crap that's not serving you and maybe do it a little bit at a time <laughs> maybe like overwhelm you'd be like holy crap I can't handle this I don't know I feel like the overwhelm is where it's at though when it comes to like you gotta get because you you had it, it coming at you yeah. Full force, I did too. Like it was just, if for, I think it's good. That's like the power of have to, when you just have to do it and you're just like, yeah, ah. That is true. But I would say when you and I went through that process, we did make a choice to do it. We didn't have to, we chose to do it. So I think just in the fact in choosing, knowing it was better, but there was a fear for sure. Like, Oh my God, mm -hmm. what am I going to do with this? What am I going to do with that? Should I keep it? Should I let it go? What happens if this, what happens if that? And when you just sort of do it, oh my gosh, it's, it's yeah. a feeling. I think what you're um, describing is actually how transformation and change really is no matter where you're applying it, because both of us were like, well, the, when you're in the what ifs, it means there's an unknown. Mm -hmm. So you got the choice that we're both became aware of is stay in the comfort and the familiar with this almost like recognition that I don't want to be here. Like we had it hitting us on the head. I mean, I know I did for years, but I like was like, no, I got this. Like, it's okay. No, no, no. It's fine. I'll make it work. But the moment came and then the choice of I accept the unknown way more I, I'm more willing I'm willing to take the risk because I don't want to stay here anymore whatever the here was and it wasn't that it was bad it was just that I was done with it and it doesn't always have to be bad it's trusting 
more than taking the risk. So I think part of taking the risk is, is trusting. I trust that what I'm doing is going to be better on the other side than maybe how uncomfortable I'm feeling right now. Don't you feel like by going through this kind of this leap that you went through? Cause I, I went through a terror barrier. That's what it was. It, there's a, a psychology term called terror barrier. I mean, I thought I was going to die like terror style, but do you, I, I, I'll just talk for myself and then I wanted to see if it, you also feel this way, but because of going through that, I have been able to apply this same concept to life now where I realize what I want is on the other side of that fear. And I'm, I'm moving through fear a lot faster now. Do you feel like same thing for you? hundred percent, hundred percent, actually. Yeah, it is. You prove to yourself because what I can do this because, because you know that you can do it and it all worked out. Okay. Because you trusted. And I, and I will say that during that process, I did trust that what was going to be on the other side was for my best interest. And I also want to clarify too, that we're not just talking about material things. I mean, I think no. when you talk about wealth and, and manifesting and all this stuff, it doesn't have to be, you know, a, a house or a car or whatever these big things are. I think that can be part of it. Wealth is a mindset. And actually both of us left stuff. We left things, comfort, apartments, but we stepped into more. I have more with less. And that's what I think I'm learning. I don't know if it's an age thing or I feel like letting, learning to let go of the things that hold me hostage or have a, I have attachment to are actually giving me the pathway to more. Like I feel more abundant, even though I actually quote unquote have less. Yeah. And I think wealth is so subjective for each of us. So sort of backing up a little bit. I went to a retreat of yours back in September and it was a high vibe. It was a high vibe manifesting retreat. And when I went to your retreat, I felt very clear as to what I wanted and how I wanted to live this life that I was gifted. So I wanted to live in a beach house in a small little beach town and just, you know, go to a farmer's market and do all this stuff and live this sort of style that I'm living now, which I work from home and all this stuff, but take this and put it near the beach in the South where it's warm. Cause I'm up where it's cold. And like, that's my whole <laughs> goal. And I don't consider it an expensive thing or a material. So that's just where I want to live. You know, I'm not saying I need a mansion. I'm not saying I need a hut. You know, I want something mm-hmm. comfortable, but I was very clear on what I wanted. And when you and I had talked, one of the things that was probably my biggest obstacle was look at the work that I do and the income that I'm making doing the work that I do. Yeah, those don't add up to this. This is not going to mm-hmm. get me here. So what do I have to do different? And yeah, within two months, I had pretty much sold most of my stuff and moved into and moved down to Pennsylvania with my sister to help out with my mom. But it was a tough decision to make because I gave up a lot of autonomy. I gave up all of my own stuff. I mean, I have my own space here, but it was a lot to give up, but I knew I needed to do it. Um, And I knew it wasn't the direct path, but I felt doing this was more on the path than where I was. Mm. It was incredible how things started shifting almost immediately. 
it wasn't the direct path. I think that's what we're always looking for is like, how do I get there? How do I get there? There, there, there is no there, first of all. <laughs> I mean, there is now and now is there. Yeah. And you like we get caught up in this thing of, well, I'll do this when this and that used to be me big time. Well, I'll do this when this whether I'll do this oh, yeah. when I lose 10 pounds I'll do this when you know I do this thing or when I achieve that or but it's like no I mean I, I started this podcast what the hell do I know about doing a podcast I'm like I just knew I wanted to interview people that I liked and admired and knew were on the same path had the same thoughts and feelings and I knew that other people wanted this same information and felt the same way I did about where I was in my life. You know, I turned 50 last year. I was like, eh, this isn't really where I want to be. How do I get there? And how do I drop all this other crap that really doesn't mean anything? Because I realized once I unloaded all my stuff, all that mm-hmm. stuff was replaceable. Because it was just everything. Stuff, but the people in my life weren't, you know, the my friends, my family, well, all these other things they weren't. Yeah what was replaceable it was just this stuff that was weighing me down it's so funny you just talked about that um I I just my newsletter that went out this week was all about happiness and that for such a long time I was someone who was looking for happiness as if it was something outside of me with the whole like what you just said like I heard myself say things like when I lose weight, I'll be happy. Or when I make X amount of money, I'll be happy. Or when I move into the bigger apartment, I'll be happy. When I get in the relationship, whatever. And then it felt like happiness was always in the future. It was never in the now. And um, I kept thinking it was a place of arrival. And yeah, not realizing it was right here the whole time. Because like we said from the very beginning, it's a, it's a mindset. It's a lens in which we see life. And you can choose happy, you can choose unhappy in any given moment, but you got to empower yourself that it's a choice. And even if you're feeling crappy and shitty and all these things that happen to you, you can still choose to feel happy, even though you like are not, you know what I mean? It's almost like tricking yourself into, and I don't mean it like tricking, but no, I'm going to feel happy. I'm going to be happy because being stuck in that misery you don't get out of it any other way than by choosing to. Yeah. I always, I feel like I always am saying there's no emotion that's bad or good. I don't think of it that way. I think a more productive and unproductive, but it's staying in something too long. That makes it unproductive, like staying in the stuck or staying in the sad, like of course, feel your sadness, feel your little poopy mood that you had in the morning, but like staying in it, that's a choice because it has its, it has its waves. And you got to ride that wave out. And then if you want to stay there, that's on you. (laughs) And I don't think anybody would ever say, especially you or I, that you're never going to feel that way. Oh, do this, 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 all this stuff. You're never going to feel sad again. I don't believe that because life comes at us. So it's what we do with that sadness. And again, it comes down to the choices that we make. Totally. It's all about choices. Choosing whether or not to stay where you're at or choosing to do something different. It's a choice and we all have a choice. Which leads back to that like risk thing we were talking about, which is the unknown, which is the uncertainty, which is the trust. And like, what do you have to lose? I mean, you always can come back to the thing you knew. My favorite quote by Bob Proctor, which super sad that he's now passed away, but his quote will forever be my favorite quote of all time. 
Both faith and fear demand us to believe in something we cannot see. So you choose. And I, I just love it because at any given moment, you have the choice, the faith that everything's going to be okay, or the fear that this is worst case scenario. But either way, you don't know. We, we don't know what's going to happen. So you might as well just choose something. Go for it. The one thing to keep in mind is that choosing your mindset, it doesn't cost anything. It does not cost yeah. anything to wake up and feel like garbage about whatever I was thinking about and say, nope, I'm done with that. I'm going to focus on this, this, and this, and I'm done with that garbage. I will, you know, goodbye. It doesn't cost anything yeah. to do that. Well, it's about using that garbage conversation as a tool. So like everything travels with its counterpart. So as much as you're, you might be in like negative thinking about your body, which is what my story is all about thinking, you know, a lot of negative thoughts about my body image or my money story. It's like, you always can flip it to the other side. And I think that's the choice. That's the empowerment. That's like catching your, I mean, look, I want to admit, I woke up in a really bad mood today and I didn't want to go to yoga. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do anything. I was like really in a bad mood. And I just, I was like, all right, let's ride this out for a few hours. I was enjoying the the negativity of some, on some level because, hey, why not? Like, there's something about that that also feeds me. The like, mm, serious, like, I don't want to smile, Lisa. I went to yoga, started to feel better. And like, I, I made the conscious choice. And then I was like, all right, are we done with this now? Because like, this is not working. And then I, I, I made an action. I like said, snap out of it went to the beach and chose differently. That goes back to what we had just said before. You can't just think it, you got to do. So you got to take the action and even changing your attitude. That's an action choosing, say, okay, I'm done with you. Bad mood moving on. That's a, Mm -hmm. that's an action in and of itself. Well, choosing to smile. Really? It was a, that's an action. Like from going from like this, like, I'm going to like, I want to hate everything like this fight to like, you know what? Why don't you change your attitude, Lisa? Like smile. And that's a choice. It's subtle, but it, it is a choice. But we also have to start somewhere. And sometimes on our bad days, that's where we're going to start. And if that's all we can do, hey, you know what? It makes a difference because every little time mm-hmm. you do it, it becomes easier and easier and easier. Yeah. That is what I have found the key to almost getting and unlocking that wealth within whatever that's what I'm calling it. But the key to all of it, you can take as many supplements as one. You can eat all the best foods. You can do everything right externally. But the most toxic thing that I feel in our environment is right here. It's these thoughts that we think and nothing can be more toxic than the Mm -hmm. thoughts that we think to our body, more toxic than probably Mm -hmm. any poison or anything else. Of all the laws of the universe, if you study the hermetic laws or any of the other, the law of mentalism, the law of thinking, like everything is starts with your thoughts and that's what's what you're creating in your life. So yeah, I got to think about what you think about. That's why I made a song about it. (laughs) Think about what you think about. You know, we don't really do that a lot. We're so on program. We're still programming, like we're running programs and we're comfortable with whatever's happening. We don't 
question our own thinking. And that, that would be like here for you and your viewers. If I were to impart anything, it would be like, you know, question your, your own thoughts, question your stories, question, question yourself, question everything, because not, not everything was yours. You're probably running some program that was given to you by someone else, usually a primary caretaker in your life. And we just take it on as our, our own. And we start, no, we stop thinking in that sense. And we just play out something that isn't even working for us. We can even go a little bit deeper and say, well, where did that thought come from? Did it come from? Yeah. It probably didn't originate from you. It probably originated somehow in your past, in your, like you said, a parental figure, a, a teacher, could have been your friends, could have been anybody. But where did that thought originate from? And I wouldn't even go too deep on it. Even if you just recognize the fact that hey, that's not my thought, that's not even true. Yeah. Half of these thoughts are lies that we're telling ourselves or that we're believing that other people have said. They're just lies. So get rid yeah, of them. Yeah, I've been using the, the visual of the babushka dolls, you know, those Russian dolls that you just keep yeah. opening up, you know, the, the nesting dolls. I've been using those last year a lot. They, they really influenced me in the sense of, Okay, so imagine you, your life as this babushka doll, and you're like, okay, the outer layer taking off society's thoughts of who you should be, and then your parents, and then your community, and then your religion, and then, okay, you keep going down, and then you realize you have even your own restrictions that you put on yourself that aren't even yours. And then you keep going, and then down there is that tiny little thing that's your true self. That one is just pure you. And I think if you're brave enough to, to take that journey to that tiny little truth, it's, it's a journey because you do have to shed a lot of layers and you have to be bold enough to go against what you think is true or right or wrong and do it anyway. I mean, that's like the definition I, I read the other day. I think some Oprah quote about courage was, you know, see the fear and do it anyway. But trust yourself, trust that there's always something waiting for you. I mean, I don't know, good or bad, productive, unproductive. It's it's not about that. It's just, just change it up. You know, I don't know. I, I'm all in like this change, yeah, keep yeah. moving thing. Trust and change. Trust and trust yourself. Trust God. Trust universe. Trust the unseen. Trust and change and then change and trust. It's interesting which comes first. I don't know. You just got to keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Do you trust and then you change, or do you change because you trust? Mm. I like that. It's like which came first, the chicken or the egg? Oh, no. That's the thing. Like when they say that thing about like believe it to see, no, wait, see it to believe it or believe it to see it. I don't know. I don't care anymore. You just keep moving, make a different, like make a change do anything different make oh it's like a ripple out effect like if you throw a little pebble in a pond you just trust that there's you don't always see those outer concentric circles but like it, it keeps going yeah you figure the ocean that's kind of way 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 out there where we can't see but somehow the wave makes it to shore and and i think that so much of the mindset at least for me was societal like if i do this will i be thought of as bad or good and you know, it's all these, is it good? Is it bad? Am I liked? Am I not mm -hmm. liked? Am I this? Am I that? And it was 
really all about pleasing other people. And I firmly believe, you know, and do no harm, do your own thing, but do no harm along the way. But also stop worrying about what everybody else thinks about you. Well, you know, when you start to hit the 40s, I called the 40s the fuck it 40s, where like I could really start feeling like I stopped caring about what everyone was thinking. It was still there. I mean, I guess it were programmed for that, but it's definitely changing. I mean, everyone should be doing their own thing. So if we're saying that from our uh, experience level, what about people that are younger? I often think about my kids. Do you think it's something that we have to experience to really know or can it be taught? You think about the world that we live in today and all the programming that we're getting, whether it's on TV, whether it's our friends, our family, politicians, mm-hmm. everywhere, the programming, everybody's got their own opinion, their own reason for their yeah. opinions or their agenda. And I think right now, as much as there's so many of us moving forward, there's a lot of forces in place that are sort of trying to rein that back. And I see it with my kids who are 21. Yeah. The language and the programming that they've been thrown at. What do you think is the best way for us all to overcome that? That's part of the journey is making your way through that to then like your, to your point, experience it. I think the quest to not care about what people think is the journey. And that was what led me here. So they just, they're going to have to go through it. There's information for them if they so desire to look at, I'm caring about what people think about me. Why am I doing that? I think for children and for anyone, are you someone who's able to look at life as with the lens of what is here for me to learn? I think that's the more important lens, whether it's comparing yourself or failure or success or abundance or poor or broke or like whatever it is, it's about that mindset. I think that's the one, like what's here for me to learn so that I can choose differently next time back to our original thing around choice. That choice in alone in and of itself is me taking responsibility. And I think that we all need to do a better job at that, taking responsibility for our own actions and for the own results in front of us. How did I get here? What do I need to do different? And even more importantly, what is it that I want out of this life? What what is it that I want? Because it's not going to be the same for everybody. I think just defining that is hard. Defining what you want. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, so two things. One is, um, I was going to say defining what wealth means, which you're talking a lot about the wealth within. And then the second thing I was going to say, and I want to come back to that, was that my tagline is be the creator of your life. It sounds so easy. Like, oh yeah, create your life. But like to be the creator of your life, you have to ask yourself on a constant basis, what do I want? Am I willing to do what it takes to have what I want? But what do I want is probably the hardest question that we have and talk about those society babushka doll things is like, what do I want? Is that really what I want? Or is that imposed on me? And like, you have to start getting really clear about that for yourself, because that's not even a clear pathway sometimes. Well, once you start also identifying what you want, then like what you said, you're responsible for that happening. And then you have to then make it happen. So it's, and here's our full circle for our conversation. It's easier to stay in the wanting instead of taking the steps to having. 
So how do we get to know and be clear on what it is that we want out of this life? I always say, you know, you got to go to the the quiet and the stillness of yourself when whatever that means, whatever meditation means for you, whether it's sitting silently with yourself, whether it's listening to music or a guided meditation or journaling, whatever. I, I'm not here to tell someone how to be with themselves, but you have to sit with yourself. You need to be in nature at some point and, and look at the wisdom around you like we are constantly giving ourselves information. I know here, I mean, talking about us moving apartments from earlier, I was saying I got to get out of here in my New York apartment for like a few years. And I wasn't willing to admit that that was what I really wanted. And then I admitted I wanted it. And I was too scared to do the things that I had to do to do it until I wasn't. But I was giving myself that information for years. I was telling myself, I just wasn't, I wasn't listening. I didn't want to listen because I wasn't ready to take the steps. But my point here is you're telling yourself what you want all the time. And it's usually hidden in what you don't want. We're, we're very conditioned to complain. We're very much into connecting with other people about what's not working. So if you want to take a moment, listen to what you're complaining about and flip it around. I don't want to be in a big city. I don't want to live in New York City anymore. I don't want this small apartment. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want. Okay, well, what's the opposite? I want expansion. I want a bigger place. I want a community. Like I, I had the answer in what I didn't want. And my favorite quote from my art history teacher in college is to see what it is. You must know what it isn't. And he taught us that to identify what art piece was from what era by identifying what it isn't. And you can apply that to your life. I don't want this. Flip it over. It means I want this. And that's where the pivot and the manifesting energy. And then here we go with choice, thoughts, mindset, a focus here. No more on what I don't want. It's just going to more create what I don't want. I have to flip it at some point and be willing to cultivate that, take steps there in that direction, whatever they were. We are, we know what it is that we don't want or that we don't want, what we don't like, what's mm -hmm. bothering us. When you ask the opposite, well, what do you want? Most of us are like, well, I don't know what I want, but you're real quick to know exactly what you don't want, what you don't like, what you don't have, all these negative yeah. things. I, I love what you just said. And I don't think it matters how you get there. But one thing I think you and I would probably agree on if you're in constant um, stress or constant overload with noise and volume, whatever that may be, sitting and being quiet, whatever that means to you, maybe it's meditation, maybe it's gardening, maybe it's knitting, maybe it's doing a project, maybe it's reading. I don't know what it is, but if you don't get quiet, those aren't going to be your thoughts. There are someone else's thoughts put in there. It's only when you can get quiet that you can decipher what's truly yours. I met you at a serious journaling practice and then I let it go. And I, um, I just bought this one here in Mexico because I haven't been able to hear myself think for a while. I've been on the move. I've been li living with lots of people recently and I got here and I was like, Oh my God, I really need to get this out. Like, what do I want? Where am I going with my business, with my life, with my, 
it's it's there like we said there is no there it's just a constant self-inquiry and discovery and it's a choice for me to live my best life every day well speaking of your best life why don't you tell us where you are and how you got there because you are definitely the creator of your life (laughs) (laughs) i'm in mexico right now and this has been a long time and a lot of leaps of faith to get here and the biggest one three years ago, I thought, like I mentioned to you with the terror barrier, I thought I was going to die. Like I never experienced a change feeling so whew, unearthing. I remember the year before, this is the strangest thing to like admit, but I was jealous of people and I don't get jealous because, well, no, yeah, I'll just explain something. I was jealous of people who were having big life changes. And I found myself having that weird thought. And then I told myself something that I teach, which is jealousy is showing you what you want for yourself. And I was like, what? I want a big unearth life change. And I was like, yes, I do. Because I had, I, I was so routine and stuck. I could feel it. It was like visceral. And then there, lo and behold, identifying what I want, started calling it in. And moments of decision came to me. And it was a slow process. You don't have to be all like jump off the edge and not be responsible. I slowly, I subletted for a few months, I came to Mexico. The next time I subletted for a longer time, I came to Mexico. And now I've released myself from my New York apartment for a whole year. I'm here in Mexico. I'm leading my my retreats, Manifest in Mexico. And it was a lot of choices and some of them were extremely uncomfortable and I had to not care what a lot of people thought and do it anyway because I was following what was in here and that sometimes can be very scary too so yeah I'm here in Mexico and I'm I love my beach life it makes me feel great I feel like healthy here I make good decisions I like who I am And I think that we should really realize that that's available to us, that we can have a life that feels good, but you do have to make decisions and work to it or towards it or take risks to find it. I traveled the world for at least five years trying to find a place that made me feel this way. And I found Mexico. um, I found this place by accident. I was traveling with a friend through Mexico and this was not Puerto Morales was not on our itinerary, but we last minute, which I won't get into, changed an Airbnb, ba 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 ba, arrived here, and I, this thing happened where I go, oh my god, I, I've been waiting for whatever it was. I was waiting for that feeling, and I actually told my friend, I'm sorry, I cannot continue on with you, and I was at the risk of losing the friendship. I was like, I've been waiting a really long time to feel this way. Like I, I have to see this through. And lo and behold, like all these things unfolded where this place became where I want to be and who I want to, like, I I can't explain it, but I want to be here. So you trusted enough to stay there. And I think as much as the, the forced change comes, so I think what you're saying is so brilliant because sometimes we want to force this change to happen. Other times we don't even see it coming and all of a sudden this thing happens. And when we can step back and say, well, why did this happen? Because in one way or another, we brought it in, we called it in, in one way or another, to learn something from it. And even if it's an accident or whatever it is, you know, if you're there to learn what's in it for you, 
that that happened for a reason that either forced you to change or you brought it brought you whatever circumstances brought you to that place you were supposed to be at that place it's and it's funny because you can only ever really see it in hindsight so that's I know the faith comes in like I got trust and faith in it because in a month or a year I'm gonna look back and be like yeah now I get why that happened all the dots you can see why and how they connected but in the moment you can't and this I'm three years in and I've almost still can't see the full dots yet I can see like like, yeah, I can see the stepping stones and I think I'm on the right path, but I think there's even something bigger here that I can't even see yet. Yeah. The dots well, again, just, in a bigger way. If you'd asked me even a year ago, and especially within the last, I, I would probably almost say since I left Pennsylvania, I'm originally from Pennsylvania and now I'm back the last two months. But if you'd ever mm-hmm. have asked me if I'd have ended up back in Pennsylvania, I'd have been like, no. I, I won't, I won't ever go back there. There's, you know, it, it's not near the beach. It's not this, it's not warm. It's, you know, my family, this, this is the mm-hmm. one thing that is the, the best part about being here is I'm around my family and all of that, but all the other stuff, I would have said, no, I'll never be back here. And I'm not saying I'm going to stay here. I know for my path, it's just a stepping stone. I have yet to see why, <laughs> but for whatever reason. Oh, I would, I don't know. I already can see a few things, but maybe, a few yeah. Things, a few things, a few things, but not the full. Well, we already talked about some of the lessons of letting go of all the stuff. That's pretty, that, that's part of it. And it's funny, once you start letting go, you're like, it, it's like when you move, if you ever, ever moved and you get to the end of your stuff and you're just like, I, I don't even care. I'll give it away for free. I will put it on the corner. I will, <laughs> it'll go in the dumpster. <laughs> like yeah. you, get, you get so freeing that like some of the stuff you just realize doesn't it does this really matter you know no this doesn't matter like this 10 yeah from target d- does this really need to go in the truck no I, I think I'm good <laughs> you know I always say like perspective shifting is the most powerful thing you can have because the things around you don't change but how you see them does yeah. and that's what's powerful it is it is and I just uh, have been watching and learning recently how our optical vision, how our eyes are actually tied right into our pineal gland and it acts in the same way optically as our eyes. So it's sort of like that, that knowingness mm-hmm. inside of us. So that's why they call it the all seeing eye. Cause it actually acts just as our eyes act. It's so, so interesting. So it just goes to show you that, that sometimes we make these decisions and everything, and we just have this internal knowing and we may not understanding it, but trusting it and not ignoring it and taking the action, taking the steps to move. Yeah. Forward, that's the only way to go. I can't tell people what health is to them, what wealth is to them, what anything is to them. Defining what wealth means, like, cause that's a really interesting question. What it does is. wealth mean to, I, cause um, the, the people who are coming for the retreat in February here, it seems to be, there's already a theme coming up around people's money story. And so there's a lot about, well, it's a mindset, but wealth, it's like, that's an interesting word. How, actually, your podcast is called The Wealth Within. Is that what it's called? Yeah, and I definitely, I very consciously chose that word. I want to know what it means to you. So I think the word the wealth, wealth is often very overlooked because we can be wealthy in so many different ways that we don't realize Whereas most people look at wealth, oh, that person's so wealthy. Do they have a big house? Like whatever it is, it's so centered around materialistic things, I think, 
And when uh-huh. I think of wealth, I think if, if I'm not healthy, then I'm probably not very wealthy either. If I don't have any love in my heart, then I'm not wealthy. If I don't have a lot of um, people, good people around me, good relationships, good family, whatever that means to you, a good, I'm not married or anything and I'm not, mm. with anybody. but all of those relationships, if you don't have good relationships with people, with your clients, with your business, then you're not wealthy. To me, wealthy is like the, like, I want to be wealthy. I want the whole package, you know, the relationships, the love, the, the financial aspect of it. Mm. Wow. Just that's what wealth means to me to be healthy. Cause even if I had piles of money and I was sick all the time or stressed or working, what good is it? I mean, I know people that they'll have houses everywhere, they'll have this and that or a boat and Mm -hmm. use it. And it's just things sitting around. And so you could say on paper, you're wealthy, but are you wealthy here? Because if you have all this stuff and you're not using it or sharing it or enjoying it, yeah, that really wealth. So what I'm trying to do is to unlock that wealth within all of us and how to achieve it. And at the same time, if I'm sitting here broke and poor, and I'm stressed out about where my money's coming for my mortgage or my car payment or my rent or food, that's not wealthy. That's stressful. And that stress then plays on your health and everything else. So I think it's Mm -hmm. having that balance. I think wealth is achieving a balance of all of these sort of things in your life. And that's to me, truly being wealthy. Yeah, I mean, I really like the distinction, which I think will resonate with most people, which is like to pull away wealth from being anything related to a material thing. Because like, I mean, we hear stories about people who have a ton of money that are miserable. So wealth, again, here we go, mindset. It's a choice to, because also we hear people who have very little that are very happy. You know, you go to different countries so it's not, I think, yeah, it's an interesting thing for everyone to define what wealth, the wealth within them, or just yeah. activate the wealth within them. Yeah. And then live it. Yeah. I, like when, as you're talking, I kept on, yeah, I was basically, I was connecting wealth and, and lifestyle. So like I live here, like, um, it looks, it will appear as luxury to many. It's like how I'm choosing to presented and how I'm feeling around it. Like I feel wealthy with the simple thing of being so close to a beach that to me is like what I strive to have for a long time. Cause some people will be like, Ugh, I don't like the beach. I like the mountains or I like the lake or I like, Oh the- yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. All individual. Maybe you like a sports car. Me, I could care less about a sports car. So it's so right. personal. And that's why it's, it's like so much um, undefinable. Here we come back to what do you want, whether you're talking about what do you want lifestyle or even intimately with someone sexual, like you got to get clear your food, your exercise, like you are the creator of your life. And I think so much of our teachings have been letting the outside influence us. Your wealth from within is about living from inside out and to live from the inside out. You you just got to ask actually part of my, um, my journaling exercise right now that I'm literally putting myself on this. I start every day, Lisa, what do you want? That's, that's the question I ask every morning. Does it change? Yeah. Every day. Cause some days I'm like focused on like, okay, what do I want to do today? Cause I am like, Oh my God, my brain. Or it's like, Whoa, what do I want? I want Do I really want, do I want to live in Mexico permanently? Like, am I really going to entertain this? 
or wait, what am I doing with my business? Like, it's a great question. I love that. I love that. Well, how can people connect to you to change their mindset? Ah, well, metamorphize.com is my website and I have an amazing 30 day audio program for mind mastery, which is, I think probably one of the best things I've, I've put together as a culmination. It's a self-guided experience. You get a mind mastery audio delivered to your inbox every day. They help you think about what you're thinking about. During this program, you take on one five-minute action step for a day because it's also about showing up. And in the showing up, you find consistency, commitment, and discipline, which I think we're all having our relationship with, which then leads to your relationship with resistance, which if you master resistance, you master self-mastery. And we're all working on that for our lifetimes. <laughs> so yeah, metamorphize.com. Well, that is slash 30 audios, but you can find it all on my website, metamorphize.com. And I will have a link and then there, yeah. within us for your information as well. So thank you. Thank you. Get it. And there do not pass this up you need to work with this woman I'm telling you <laughs> I have that. a new year special going right now so you definitely don't want to pass it up definitely not well thank you so much I always love talking to you we I know we could go on forever we learn and grow together and we are for some reason our paths always seem to align somehow it's crazy so that just tells me that you were meant to be in my life <laughs> yeah well we haven't been able to shake each other yet one of my goals and my why and what does Michelle want? Michelle wants her beach house and Lisa hosting retreats out of that. Oh, yes. Dreams. And I got clear on that at your retreat. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Well, I'm totally there. And yeah, what does Lisa want? I'm I'm stepping into like, oh, shit. Like I, I leave retreats all year round around the world because I love it. And it's amazing. So step one realize step two visualize step three actualize so you can metamorphize we'll leave you on that <laughs> i love you michelle thank you so much and you will definitely be back right i'll be back yes. anytime perfect perfect, perfect.